The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That's, oh my goodness. Whew. It's hot here. I'll explain in a minute. <laughs> uh, if you go over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, if you guys are on Red State Talk Radio, you can see the faces made for radio. There's two videos up there, and the one on the left is a Bradley show from Saturday. Two hours worth of Bradley Dean, so if you didn't get to see that, you can see that. And that will be up there until 3 o'clock, at which time it will change. Bradley will either be live or there'll be an educational video. I can't. I just. I have so much going on. I can't keep up with Bradley's schedule. 
<laughs> By the way, if you want to see Bradley's schedule, it's at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. We've got a link there. You can click on that, and you can check out where he's going to be. If you're in the area, go by and, uh, and say hello. Um, on the right side is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, you can uh, click on the Rumble icon, and uh, that'll take you over to our chat and Rumble. We are streaming live on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Please subscribe to our channel there. Also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, variety of Facebook pages that bear my name, um, Twitch at the Real Tim Brown, uh, Twitter if you're on that for whatever it's worth at Real Tim Brown. Leave the N off, add a number two there, and you're good to go on that. And uh, that's where you can catch us on all the video platforms. But whatever you do, listen, if it's broke down on whatever you're watching, Facebook or before or well, before it's news, probably going to have what we're have. Okay, uh, but it, it, you can always find the Sons of Liberty Media com right here. I'm showing you guys on the video platforms because some of you guys ask me, well, where can I find your down? Go there first. Go there first. Uh, you'll always find us there. And then right up under that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter uh, that goes out a, a, between 7 and 8 o'clock usually in the evening, Eastern Time, every day. If you want our ministry email that goes out once a week on Saturdays, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign it on the front page, and you'll get that each Saturday. Okay? All right. And then if you want to help us, uh, you agree with our message, you want to keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, then you can also partner with us monthly. If you'd, if you'd like to do that, you can just set it up, and it's a you know one-time thing. You set it up, and it, it does every month to help keep us out there. And, guys, we really do appreciate you doing that. Now, let me, let me just give you some... Um, uh, personal things uh, that are going on. I said it's hot here. Boy, I mean, I am I am sweating here. It's it's like six fifty six ten in the morning. The sun isn't even up, and it was it was mildly warm yesterday. Really strange. I told you guys that the guys trimming over here. I've got stuff I got to work out. I changed eight or nine light bulbs. Uh, all of our surge protectors are gone. They're supposed to come in this week again. Big shout out to APC. I. I'm not getting paid anything, okay? It just I what a great product. It spared my my stuff when my dad's uh a couple of his electronics got knocked out. It spared mine that, which would have been a whole lot of money. And so thank God for that. And then they're replacing the surge protectors that got hit. So that's wonderful. But we had the um we had the AC turned off on the day that the this power surge happened so i i went yesterday uh rc and i we went we went to church and then, and then rc and i went down to georgia to uh, take bill the truck driver theologian down to his truck because uh, he's starting back to work and um we had a great all day was filled with theological conversation uh at least taking bill on the way back uh, we were listening to uh, Donald Jeffries, who we've had on the show before, uh, one of his audio books, R.C. and I were. And then we got home. Uh, my son-in-law came in, and we had another two or three hours of theological discussion up till oh my goodness, 11.30. So, uh, yeah, my sleep is very, very soft. But apparently this is running on our AC unit, too. So we don't have any AC downstairs. No heat, no, and it's making a, I don't know, it sounds like a bird's dying in that thing. So I've turned it off. So I'm going to have to call the guys out here to see what's going on. And um, uh, I, the only thing, I mean, it was working fine before that guy bumped the pole. So I, 
I don't know. So we're going to have to probably turn that into the electric company as well. And who knows how long that's going to take to fix. But fortunately, the weather here is fairly mild, but I am sweating. It's, it's hot in here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway, Enough of, enough of my troubles. That's what's going on in the Brown House. And uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. But, you know, the Lord provides. He always does. Um, some people say that very nonchalantly, but I know it. I know it because I've seen it. I've seen it before I came to Sons of Liberty, too. For all my years, even as an unbeliever, I've seen the Lord provide for me along the way. Um, not that he was obligated to as an unbeliever. I mean, he wasn't. Uh, but I've seen him do it. He really does. And um, it, sometimes he makes us hang on to the last inch of that rope uh, and feel the despair uh, before he does provide. But you know what? It, David said, Lord, give me enough to where I don't have to go and steal. But don't give me so much that I forget you. And boy, does God do that for this guy. Yeah. And I know there's people out there that say, Tim's a shill and he's a... Controlled opposition, and yeah, I, I wish, you know, I no, I don't wish. I really don't wish, but uh, I understand those people get, you know, everything taken care of them, or for them, and everything else. That part, is just done a little better, but the fact of the matter is, the Lord does provide. He really does. And uh, so anyway, we're, we're in the midst of that, but we had a great day yesterday with Bill. I can't tell you what an encouragement it was to, to take several hours and we stopped in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna probably try to call this guy today or email him i think i got his email he gave me a little brochure we stopped at this guy's house in pendleton south carolina uh, his name is jack his wife was there they had a couple of um uh they had two couples from brazil who were attending i think they're attending clemson at Clemson University and <clears throat> Clemson. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> just teasing. Very nice people. Um, the The food was out of the world, out of this world. Uh, it was uh, it was Brazilian, and they invited us come in, uh, fed us there. I don't even know what the dishes were. It was some kind of rice and chicken stuff, which looked very similar and tasted very similar to something my wife makes. And then there was some kind of bean sausage onion thing going on there she had some collard greens Ugh, it was it was good it was really good and uh, very appreciative of that but jack is a former marine uh, should i say that former marine or marine um and uh, so he took us down downstairs they have university students come in and he teaches young men how to be men teaches them marksmanship he teaches them the the four areas of government self-government uh the family the church and the civil government, uh, they they talk theology, they talk practical application of that. Took us down to his basement, showed us what they do. Helped the women who come. A lot of women come over here. They go to college there. He says, you know, we ha have all these sewing machines. He said, it's not a sweatshop. Uh, they help teach them to sew and do all these kinds of things. What a tremendous ministry! And uh, then he told me some stories too. So I I'm going to save that. But his name is Jack, and uh, probably I'm going to see if we can have him on the show. I think he'll come on. He's a talker, and I think you'll be impressed with what he's doing for the kingdom there in Pendleton, South Carolina. So uh, be looking on, be on the onlook for that uh, in the up and coming days. I want to, I want to play one little thing here. Now, for a radio audience, uh, I'm going to probably turn down the sound here because I, my assumption is that I don't know a lot of languages. I can kind of pick up French when it's French. I can pick up maybe German. 
and Spanish. Uh, and Spanish and Portuguese are kind of intertwined. Italian is sort of along that strain too, but usually it has a different accent. So I can pick up a few languages as to what it is, but what they mean and what they say, I have no idea. So this is um, this is news out of Peru. So I'm going to say the language is Peruvian. I guess that's their language. Okay. If I'm wrong, correct me in the chat. This is a Peruvian court names Bill Gates, Rockefeller, and Soros as criminal elite responsible for the convicts. Okay. I'm going to pick it up sort of in the thing here, and I'm just going to read it out to you guys in the uh, in the radio audience. This this uh, report at least as fast as I can. Uh, it was in the mind of Soros and Rockefeller to create COVID-19. Now, this is a news report. That, so what I'm reading to you is what the anchor is reading out, okay? Here it goes. A Bill Gates, a Soros, y a Rockefeller de crear el COVID-19. Así como lo escuchan ustedes... Just as you hear it, she says, the explanation of this statement was from this situation that I'm telling you about. The Peruvian court that affirms all this has a resolution based on theories that for many are conspiracy theories. Oh, they're picking up on this too, aren't they? But when one investigates further, then the first search results that will appear on Google, <laughs> surely you know what I think of Google, it is a search engine that hides what it doesn't want people to know. All oh, the people approved got it. That's why there are other search engines. But well, when you look beyond the search engine so widely used and with this monopoly that it forms, you find that the arguments of these suspicions are quite well founded. Well, what does the Peruvian court say? It said that COVID-19 was an invention of the criminal elites. The judge refers to the criminal elites and considers Bill Gates, George Soros, and the Rockefeller family as part of these criminal elites. You can see Bill Gates on the screen so that you know this is not some crazy idea from Peru's court. I'll tell you the name of the judges and courts. The court is the Criminal Chamber of Appeals and the locality of Chincha and Pisco. Well, it is being said that the pandemic was unforeseeable and unpredictable. But not for this man that you see on the screen and the Rockefellers and George Soros. The man on the screen is Bill Gates. What happened in the year 2019, right before the pandemic happened? There was an event that took place in New York City. The event was called Event 201. What happened in this event? They did a simulation of everything we know today about COVID-19. Two months before the pandemic, an event was held where they had simulated, together with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and others such as the World Economic Forum, they and other very important associations had simulated a pandemic was coming. That's why two months later, we have the situation we are in. It is all very suspicious because in this drill in the John Hopkins University, they had even planned how they were going to count the number of people and how they were going to handle the media. 
and how they were, excuse me, to report everything. Hmm, they were going to handle the media report. So here you have the Peruvian court. I invite you to look for the information. It is very interesting to read, but look at what is happening. Already the international press is talking about these criminal elites that apparently knew very well what was going to happen with this pandemic. All right. So there you go. There, this is a report out of Peru there. You see that this, this anchor lady uh, is presenting what we've been talking about all along. You guys, and look, I'm, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't believe I speak to an ignorant audience. I think you guys know exactly what's going on. You've known this for some time. And we've talked about, obviously, the John uh, Hopkins deal uh, for, for a bit as well, because what, what's the deal with the John Hopkins stuff? Well, the deal with the John Hopkins stuff is the Sons of Liberty, we put out a, um, uh, a I'm trying to find my tab here, we put out a, um, an article right as that John Hopkins, you know, the kill uh, deal happened, the kill model that they had. And they were estimating 15 million people killed from the convicts, right? I, you know, again, I go back and I ask the question, why would they say 15 million? How would it spread so fast? Oh, well, we have air travel today, Tim. You, don't you understand this kind of stuff? Yeah, I understand it. I understand when my leg's being pulled. All right? I understand when my chain's being yanked. How were they knowing that it was going to spread so fast and it was going to be all over this place and it was going to kill all these people? I mean, it was, it, it had, you know, a 90-something percent. I don't want to put a specific number, but it was very high percentage of recovery. Didn't even affect children. Now they want to give children shots, COVID-19 shots. Didn't even affect them. Wasn't really that bad for whatever it was for, for middle-aged people. The elderly were probably the most at risk, if, if anything. And even in, the, even in those, if I recall correctly, it was like still 80-something percent of the elderly were recovering from what they called the COVID-19, which they haven't proved. COVID-19 is a disease caused by, quote-unquote, SARS-CoV-2, which has never been proven to exist, by the way. Yeah, it hasn't. I know a lot of people are shocked to hear that. Go find, go find anybody. Go find your scientist, you know, at your university lab. Go ask them to get you know, isolates for SARS-CoV-2. You can't get them. You can't because they don't have. Them. They don't have them. And again, we had Thomas Cowan. We've had Andrew Kaufman, which we're going to have back on again here soon to talk about MK Ultra, uh, the psychosomatic drugs, and uh, and mass shootings and things like that with uh, Ali Ajaz. In fact, uh, that will be coming up in a couple of weeks. I've got to do a pre-record with them in a couple of weeks. So we'll be having that coming on. But those guys lay out exactly how they claim that these people claim that they isolate viruses. And they don't isolate at all. Uh, but any, in any case, this is what they're promoting. And this is the second country that I'm, I'm wanting to say India, but it may be another one, where they basically had, had named Bill Gates... Uh, you know, in, as a as a criminal. So let let's see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is another bone thrown at people. Uh, you know, to kind of keep them at bay. Um, got a show coming up that I want to do. Bill and I talked about it yesterday. Called, you know, Moses didn't tell the people of Israel to make Egypt great again. And you guys know what I think about DC. 
If you think you're not, if you think you're living in a republic, if that's what you actually think right now, I understand what was established. I get that. I get that part. I get it. But if you think you're living in that right now, that you're delusional, ignorant, or willfully ignorant, I, I, I don't know. You're living under a crime syndicate. It's no different here than it is in Mexico under the crime syndicate of the police there and the drug cartels. No different. There's no, there's no difference there. We don't have justice here in the States. You may get it every once in a while. It may rear its ugly head, or its pretty head. Let me put it that way. It's pretty head here. But the fact of the matter is, you're not living in a republic where the law is king. And when I say the law, I'm pointing back up to God. He is the lawgiver, not men. Men's laws must follow God's laws, or they're not law. They're pretended law, even as the guys in uh, the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson, when he wrote that, he, he wrote about pretended legislation. Pretended. It puts on the cloak of law. It has the color of law. It smells like law. It sounds like law, but it's not law. And we have got to condition ourselves to get away from that stuff and see what man has put on us and how man is trying to enslave us and has enslaved us in many ways. You know, I, I hear people say, oh, we have so much freedom and this, that, and the other. And we had, you know, Kay Rubicek on the other week. And this is going to lead into what, what our main topic is here. We had her talking about what's going on in China. And she says, you know, I really see the difference. And I, I'm not denying there's a difference between China and the United States. But the germ that's there that's growing in the United States is the same germ that made China what it is. And that is this lawlessness and tyranny. It's there. It's been growing for 170 years or better. And if you don't believe me, look at what people think the answer to that is, to that tyranny. They think it's a convention of states, which they falsely present to people. They think it's tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait to get in there and vote. You think that's going to fix the problem? You really think that's going to... Well, it'll alleviate some of the st stuff. It's better than Biden. You're just choosing a new master who's a little more benevolent to you, but he's still going to rob you. He's still going to tax you. He's still going to demand things of you the law doesn't demand. He's still going to put his nose in where it doesn't belong in the education system, in the issue of what we're going to talk about today, your right to keep and bear arms. He's still going to be working with the people who are, are going to censor you for this, that, and the other. Or not, or not deal with them, like Donald Trump. He, he fussed at them. He screamed at them from the mic. Oh, how dare they do this? Well, dude, it's your, it's your business. It's your job. Your job description has one main thing. Make sure the laws are faithfully executed. And how long did he let the censorship go on? How many unconstitutional spending bills are being spent? How many continued wars? Now, he didn't start a new one, but how many continued wars of his predecessor did he do? Same thing with Joe Biden. Now, this guy is ready to start World War III. His handlers are. I don't even think he's cognitive of what's going on. It's, a same, it's the same thing. And again, 
Moses didn't tell the people of Israel, hey, we need to go back into Egypt and make it great again. He went to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go. There was a separation. There was a divorce. There was a secession. Oh, Tim, you're a little radical. Oh, okay. Keep going on with your bad self. You're going to get the same results. Even working locally, which I believe in, I do believe in, in doing that. The fact of the matter is, is this. There has to be a separation from evil. We have to come out of the wicked system that we're in. If we're going to remain free, it, it, well, for, let's, let's put it this way, to make ourselves free. Oh, Tim, we're free, don't you know? Yeah, okay, when you get on a plane, are you submitting to tyranny when you go through TSA? Or are you saying, no, I'll have none of that? Are you willing to endure the consequences? Nope. People aren't doing that. Very few people. No, they're submitting to the tyranny. Yep. We were out yesterday. I don't know where we were. Lower part of South Carolina, upper part of Georgia. Still saw some people wearing masks out there. It's like, huh? What are you doing? Just, just a little group. Submit to that tyranny. Some people are still going to get them shots. Some people are still putting their kids in the indoctrination centers. Some people are still allowing, you know, submitting to the quote-unquote income tax, not knowing what income is. Despite the fact the Supreme Court has defined it as not what the majority of Americans engage in. Still doing it. And they say they're free. Oh my goodness. <sighs> okay, I don't want to get off on that. <laughs> Let's get to the point here. You guys hear what the... Um, the White House said about gun confiscation right before you get to vote tomorrow. It, that makes you feel like you're free, at least. Makes you feel like you've got to say. It, I know I don't I guess people didn't learn anything in 2020. You you red wave people. You didn't learn anything in 2020. They can they'll steal that election and what are you gonna do? You're gonna get mad and you're gonna go protest and you're gonna have your little signs, but you're not gonna do anything. This is why I advocate for learning what your civic duty really is with TacticalCivics.com. Rebuild the militia, reinstall the grand jury. The lawful means of dealing with these people. If you think for one minute that a red wave is going to fix the issue... You haven't been paying attention. You just haven't been paying. Your, your, your mind is separate from reality. It really is. So, did the, did the White House use the term gun confiscation? No, that's my term. That's what I use. Gun confiscation or gun prohibition. Pick your choice. Everybody gets prohibition. They tried to put prohibition in the Constitution about alcohol. You know what? They tried to be holier than God. God doesn't even do that. In fact... Some of you may be surprised to know that if you go through and you read about the tithe, God said, you take that tithe if you can't get to the feast, you take that tithe, you sell it, and you buy for yourself, among other things, wine and strong drink or whatever your heart desires. That's what God said. How many, how many of those pastors out there preaching about the tithe will actually bring that up? No, in fact, they'll preach the opposite of that. And the prohibition didn't work out so good, did it? They had to repeal it. Yeah, it's because it's man's law. It's not God's. Does God give a warning against drunkenness? Yep, you better believe he does. 
Does he tell you to stay away from alcohol? No, doesn't do that. But gun pro- prohibition, that's what they're advocating for in gun confiscation, whether they use the term or not. They talk about gun control, common sense gun gun laws. I, I mean, can't we all just get along and agree? No, we cannot. Al- no, we can't. Any and every law that deals with the restriction of arms, whether they're guns, knives, bazookas, ships, airplanes, whatever, the, and the extension of the man to conduct war is illegal. It's unlawful under our Constitution. And our forefathers knew it. They knew it to the point where Thomas Jefferson, I have to keep saying this, in the Barbary Wars, go back and do your homework. In the Barbary Wars, what did Thomas Jefferson do? Petition Congress for letters of mark and reprisal. That's found in Article 1 of our U.S. Constitution. What is letters of mark and reprisal? Well, it is Congress saying, we're not going to send our military or any of this kind of stuff to go do battle on our behalf. We're going to, there are some guys out there who are civilians. They're, they're, they're citizens of the United States, and they have warships, and they have arms, and they want to go, they want to go bust some heads on behalf of America. So we're going to write letters to allow them to go do that, commission them to do that, and that's what they did. They used private warships to fight the Barbary Wars. Yep, that's what they did. And I think America would be a lot better off if little skirmishes that we have that may be necessary, some are not, many are not, actually, if if we allowed private citizens to have their own private warships and arms, unrestricted, Again, there's nothing to fear from a lawful man who has a complete armory. Nothing to fear from those guys. Why? Because they know they're accountable to the Lord. So, what do we find out here? Well, guns in the news. Reported, President Joe Biden has long made anti-gun goals clear on his path to the White House. Now, just before the midterm election on November the 8th, the White House is saying that the president will do everything in his power to bring his gun control agenda to fruition. In a statement released late in the evening of November the 1st, White House press ignoramus Corrine Jean-Pierre said, Gun violence in this country is an epidemic that will not end with thoughts and prayers alone. No, it's going to end when other people take up guns and put down the bad guys. Or the system actually uh, brings about justice and puts the bad guys in the ground. Not in a jail cell, in the ground. President Biden, the illegitimate President Biden, will continue to do everything in his power to reduce gun violence, including by calling on Congress to increase community violence intervention funding. Uh, Where is that in the Constitution, Article 1? Where is that? Community violence intervention funding. That's one of those little setups like Barack Obama did with Obamacare, where they set it up and it's non-governmental, but it's funded by government, and it has to follow government regulations. That's what that is. This this is Marxism. This is what it is. And then these people allegedly are not held to the same standard as government because, well, they're independent of government, but they're being funded by government. 
I would say if you're being funded by government, you're held to the same standard. You have no business telling us what we can do, can't do, any of that stuff. You have no authority over us. He wants to call on Congress to increase community violence intervention funding, ensure universal background checks. <laughs> Haven't we been down this road before? What does a background check do? I'm going to show you. Because there's probably some people out there listening to me say, well, Tim, what's wrong with background checks? we got to make sure the criminals don't have guns in their hands. Well, then bring justice on the criminals. Quit infringing on my rights because a couple of people broke the law and you want to make sure they don't have guns in their hands. If Look, if they're a violent criminal, if they've kidnapped, if they've raped, if they've murdered, if they've done all these things, why have you not put them in the ground? Oh, Tim, that's barbaric. We're a civilized society. You're not, you may be a civilized society, but you're not following the, the law of God. The foundations that you claim that America was established on, and they were. Go back into the 14, 1500s when the laws were established here and the colonists came over and their government was to be for the advancement of the kingdom, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when you go back to those laws, you will find they reference the, the scriptures. You start doing that. Then you come talk to me about your background checks because you won't need them. You won't need them. Why? Because you've dealt with the criminals. You've dealt with the criminals. So ensuring universal background checks, let me tell you what it does. It says you are guilty until you prove your innocence. Our Constitution was supposed to protect the right to keep, that's to have them, and to bear, carry them wherever we want, open, concealed, however, whatever you want to do. That's what it means. It was supposed to do that. It was supposed to protect that right. It hasn't done that for I don't know how long. And the underlying part to that is you have the right to, to obtain an arm, right? How can you keep it? How can you bear it if you can't obtain it? Oh, see, Tim, that's what, that's what we're guarding is. Nonsense. Nonsense. In fact, if you go back before... The assassination of JFK. You could order, you know, prime military grade weapons, have them shipped by the postal service to your door. How do you think the Lee Harvey Oswald got his gun? I mean, I'm not saying Lee Harvey Oswald was was the lone gunman. I'm not saying that. But how do you think he got his gun? Well, he did that. It was a mail order deal. You could order them out of the Sears catalog. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago, folks. Really wasn't that long ago. And then she goes on and she says, and send legislation to his desk banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. I got a message for the White House. You can ban that stuff all you want to. You can be a tyrant all you want to. And the people down here in South Carolina, I know, you can go jump in the lake. That's what we're going to tell you. You can go jump off a cliff. You can fling yourself wherever you want to because we're not going to abide by that. I'm not going to abide by it. You have no authority to be doing that. Your very signature on such a thing like that, and I don't care. It, it, 
People say, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have fully automatic weapons. I don't have any. If I wanted them, I should be allowed to have them. Why? Shall not be infringed. That means something, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, Tim, but... And then I hear the guys on the... Uh, uh, on the side uh, who, who show up, you know, for NRA, well, you know, bump stocks and automatic weapons and this, and, you know, this is a waste of... That's not the point, guys. The point is government doesn't have the right to tell you you can't have those things, that you can't keep and bear those things. And then what they want to do is they want to put down on the stupid people in our society, what they want to do is they want to tell them, look, we don't need weapons of war on a street. Well, well, what about the cops who are carrying them in their car? Well, never mind that. We don't want you having weapons of war on our streets. Uh-huh. See how it works? Agents of the state, perfectly fine for them to have weapons of war on the street. You, the people who pay their salary, who are their bosses, who are their sovereigns, not okay for you to have, have weapons of war. I'm over this thing about assault weapons. Every weapon can be used as an assault weapon. Every weapon. A hammer, a pencil, an AK-47, semi-automatic. Let's, let's get beyond that. All of our weapons are supposed to be weapons of war. Every one of them. Go back and look at our, 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 the, the, the framers and the people who fought in the war for independence. Well, they're looking at, well, I don't know. That cannon looks like it might be an assault weapon. I mean, you could take somebody's head off of that thing, man. I don't know that we need to be using that. We don't need that. We don't need these weapons of war in our streets. Come on. Come on. So let's break the statement down that uh, this... I don't even know what to call her. She's not even circle back girl. She's like, I don't have any information on that girl. Uh, John Pierre. By the way, it's kind of funny. Wasn't she the chick who read that stupid poem at uh, the the fake inauguration of Biden? When when she now she's now she's doing all this where she basically comes up and says, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have any information on that. Doofus. The exercise of a constitutional right is hardly. An illness, even though she says it's some sort of sickness. The claim of firearms ownership. Has this woman even read the Second Amendment? The right to keep, 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 keep firearms. I put fire in front of there. The right to keep arms. The right to bear arms. It is a God-given right. Yes, John Pierre. It is a constitutional right. It is not a sickness to think so. It is a sickness called tyranny that says otherwise. So, there's a guy by the name of C.W. Cook. He aptly summed up this when he wrote, uh, and he wrote this in uh, americasfirstfreedom.org. Politicians who don't believe you should have Second Amendment rights, and they're not Second Amendment rights, they're God-given rights. They're just supposed to be protected in the Second Amendment. 
have often tried to hide their gun control laws. They're not gun control laws. They're gun confiscation because the ultimate end of any of this pretended legislation is what? Take your guns. That's what it is. And you've got to get that mindset. We cannot keep calling it gun control. Gun prohibition or gun confiscation. I like confiscation because everybody gets the idea. Because that is the end aim of every gun law that's written. By the way, you people who are gearing up to vote for DeSantis or Trump or any of that stuff, go look at their thoughts on red flag laws. Mm -hmm. They back those things. What is the end aim of red flag laws? To bypass the Fifth Amendment and due process, bypass the Fourth Amendment, Bypass the First Amendment, the protection of your speech because they want to come get your guns because you might have said something that triggered somebody. Bypass the Sixth and Seventh Amendment. Bypass the Second Amendment to come in and just take your guns. Kill you if they have to to take your guns. First guy up there in Maryland after Donald Trump came out you know, in favor of all those red flag guns, shot the man in his doorway. Well, tell me, how had a gun in his hand. Yeah, and two guys coming to his house who had no authority to take his guns were there with guns too. I don't know when we're going to get past this thin blue line and understand the difference between agents of the state and the people. And I'm not attacking police officers. I'm not doing that. I'm just simply saying the real law enforcers in our Constitution are the people, the militia. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. Period. Doesn't say police officers, doesn't say sheriffs, doesn't say military, National Guard, doesn't say, it says us, me and you. We're the law enforcers. Well, that's a little radical tip. No, that's constitutional. That's lawful. That's not radical. It sounds radical because we've been indoctrinated for over 100 years in public schools. That's really the problem. And again, this is a God-given right. It's not a Second Amendment right. It's a God-given right. The Second Amendment was just written to protect that God-given right. And we've got we to repent. We've got to change our language in that too. We've got to start helping people understand it by reiterating that over and over. Because when we carry on the mantra that we hear, we're just reinforcing that. We're reinforcing that narrative. The article goes on to say, anti-Second Amendment politicians have repeatedly claimed that there is a gun violence epidemic. As though it's some kind of sickness that we can spread to people or something. Oh, if true liberty were a disease, I wish we could spread it to every man, woman, and child on the planet, on, on the earth. I really do. And according to the, which, according to them, necessitates curtailing the rights of law-abiding citizens. In actuality, firearms are simply tools. That's all they are. Just like a hammer. You guys probably remember that, that FBI report that came out years ago during the Obama administration, I think. More people were killed with fists and hammers than guns that year. Fists and hammers. <laughs> I don't. I don't see the uh, the news reporting on that. That we need a hammer ban. We need to cut people's hands off because oh, you know, the, the more deaths have been caused by that. I, I don't. I don't recall it. Do you guys recall any stories about that? Yeah, I didn't think so. Because that'd be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Ban hammers, cut people's hands off. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, it's just as ridiculous as what they're talking about here about banning guns. Just as ridiculous. 
But for some reason, mainly indoctrination, the people eat it up and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, we... Look, even the people who claim they're for the Constitution, they're Christians, all this, they're willing to go with common sense, gun laws. They're for background checks. Professing themselves to be wise, they are fools. They're fools. So these politicians have claimed there is a gun violence epidemic which, according to them, necessitates curtailing the rights of law-abiding citizens. In actuality, firearms are simply tools, and they are. John Pierre then said that President Biden will do everything in his power to enact, quote-unquote, universal background checks and to ban so-called assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. What power does he have to do that? Stop and think about it a second. I don't care if he writes executive orders. Executive orders are to direct those under his authority in the executive branch on how to execute the law. That's what his job is. Was it Article 2, Section 4? His job is to execute the law. Apart from welcoming dignitaries and appointing a couple of judges and people and stuff like this and formalities and stuff, his job is to make sure the law is faithfully enforced. What's the law? The Constitution, and look, I'm putting it back on them. The Constitution says it's the law of the land. What is the president's job? Uphold the law of the land. Isn't that part of his oath? Look, I don't believe he should be taking oaths. But that is his oath. He's taken it before God and man. Put his hand on a big old Bible. And what's he doing? He's telling you, I want to do everything I can to break the law that I swore I'd uphold. That's what he's telling you. This is what Jean-Pierre is telling you he's going to do. Well, well, what if Congress sends him a law, a bill that's going to ban these weapons? Congress has no authority for that. What is what do people not get? Article 1 lists the 17 to 21 things, however you break them down, whatever the case is, that Congress can write law on, which means what they can fund too. And banning arms is not one of them. It's not. Banning arms of any kind is not the job of Congress. So therefore, since it's not their job and they're not authorized to do it, let's say they pass bills, which they've done before, and they send them to a president and the president signs them. That is pretended legislation. It is not law. It is a usurpation of power to be used against the people because the people who are in office who passed that bill and the guy who signed it is a traitor and should be arrested and judged and put through due process as such and not given a cozy little spot at Club Med, you know, jail facility somewhere. If that person is found guilty of treason, there should be a public execution. No lying in state, no none of this pomp and splendor. Go find the worst place you can put this guy and bury him, the local landfill or whatever, and that's where you bury him. 
I don't. I don't know when people are going to get it. I, I. I really don't. But that's what should happen. Instead, what are they doing? They're turning it around on you and I. Oh, you bad people! You've got guns. Oh, you've got some rhetoric on social media. Oh, you told the truth about us, about the convicts and about the shots and stuff. You're the domestic terrorists. You're the guys who need to be tried for treason. You're the guys who need to be going away for however many years they want to give you in the pokey. See how they turn it around? Because we haven't dealt with them. And i I, I got to tell you, I, the, the thing I see is, Bill and I talked about it again yesterday. D.C. is such a corrupt government. We need to cede secede from it. We need to abolish it. It needs no longer to be a part of our lives at all. Because the only part D.C. plays in our life is to rob us, is to oppress us, is to infringe on our liberties. That's the only thing it's good for now. And that's not good. And if you can't see that, then you need to have your eyes open. And I can't open them. I don't know how to do that. I can tell you the truth. Lead that horse to water. Can't make you drink. So the writer of this article says, These proposed background checks on private gun loans, uh, gifts, and sales would never be universal, as the criminal element in our society, which is the actual problem, by the way, will not comply to the mandated background checks. Only the law-abiding will. Therefore, control of lawfully armed citizens is actually what this entire legislative idea is about. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it's about. It's about dealing with criminals. They use that as the ploy so you'll, you'll say, yeah, this will stop the bad guys because they can't get guns. Well, they don't get them the way you get them anyway. <laughs> as for assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, these are also, surprise, loaded terms Invented purely for political purposes, it seems that Biden is attempting to revive a version of the 1994 Federal Assault Weapons Ban, which was found to have a negligible effect, if any, on crime, according to a congressionally mandated study. You can do all that stuff all you want, and all you did was infringe on the rights of the people and didn't have any impact on what you said it would have an impact on. (sighs) The, the sad part is, is even the person writing this says, Oh, Jean-Pierre, like her predecessor and president, is ill-informed about American freedom. Voters will have the chance to tell them as much on November 8th. Oh, yeah, you can tell them how bad they are by electing other people who will do a softer version of it. They'll tell you their Second Amendment, right? You, you seen those guys? They wear the R on their jersey. They got the red color. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm for the second. But boy, we have to have we have to have these background checks. They're for those too. You don't see them standing up and putting a stop to it, do you? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, I, I'm for for you. You know, but oh man, some of these some of these things, I I don't know. Can't can't can can we can we get a bazooka? That's an arm too. Oh well, wait a minute, Tim. That's a little far fetched. You know, yeah. That's how the that's how the the right talks they'll talk big but they don't mean it most of them there's a couple who do there's a couple who actually mean that and they've put forth legislation to shut down certain things and stop it and promote what the law says 
Good for those guys. But the fact of the matter is, is if you think tomorrow's vote is going to change any of this stuff, you haven't been paying attention. I don't care how awake you claim you are. I don't care how much how much you've watched Follow the Cabal. I don't care how much you've listened to Michael Jaco or Mel B or Mel K or whatever her name is. Um, and all these other, how many of these um, events reawaken America. I don't care how many of those things you've been to. If that's what you think is going to solve the problem, you're worthless. In this fight, you're worthless. You've got to get your mind right. You've got to get your mind right in this. You're the solution. Not the vote, not the politicians. You are. You're the solution to this. You know, it takes me back to what the Scriptures say. When Jesus did what He did, He was the solution to to the problem of man and his sin. He was the solution for that. And practically working that out was happening through His disciples and those who were discipled by them. The solution was the people bearing the message and living it out. That's what it means to be a Christian. You have been forgiven of your sins. And as a result, what do you do? You go and be a solution to a dead and dying world, right? Bringing life and light to it through the means of the gospel. That's how you do it. You don't look for a politician to do that. Some of some people for generations have been looking to the preacher to be the guy to do that. He's not the he's not the minister. Sorry, preachers, you're not the minister. You're the coach. Read Ephesians 4. You're the one who equips the saints for the work of ministry. The saints are the ministers. The saints are the ones who go and bring the solution to the world. Not saying the, the preacher doesn't do that, that he doesn't participate in that, but his job is primarily to train the troops, to give them the marching orders every Sunday. This is what you're supposed to be about doing. To make it practical so they can put it in shoe leather, as the old preacher said. That they can take it out, that we can see the effects of the gospel message and the work that Christ has done. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And it doesn't change just because we go into the civil sphere either. Our job is just as important there. And sadly, it's not been enforced. Why? Because for generations we've lost that ability and understanding that we're the solution. We've been trained. Can't wait till November we get to vote. Can't wait till November we get to vote. We're going to have a red wave. We're going to have a red wave. We're going to have a red wave. And what has that gotten you for 170 years? What has it gotten you, people? It's gotten you more oppression, more in debt, more infringement on your liberties. We've got to repent and we've got to do something different. We've got to do something different. Bradley, be with you at 3. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning at 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See you.